there, everybody. Welcome to the Dungeon Dive Bar Happy Hour. Yeah. I am your host and GM, Sam, and the proprietor of the bar. And joining me, we have Alex. Hi, everyone. I'm Alex. I uh, am playing Pelta on the podcast. Tell us a little bit about Pelta. So Pelta is a scald. I thought a scald would work really well with the uh, party as we were shaping up. So then I had to look where a scald would be from Angularian. And the Kelid tribes live in Numeria, which is really close. And I, they have a uh, sort of barbaric culture, but a lot of stories. Tiger lords, I believe. Uh, she's from the ghost wolf tribe, but tiger wolves would be the closest. Yeah. She had to travel a good ways. Yeah, the Kelid tribes have a rich oral history and we definitely have skulls among them so i thought that would be a cool way to tie her into the world is pelta archetype no pelta's uh pure skulls that makes sense because personally i don't think a lot of the skull archetypes are that good except for like really niche parties. yeah well skull already needs a niche or large party and we have a we have a rather large party so it's fun Yes, we are a six-person party with two full marshals, so... Yeah, lots of people benefit from the uh, Raging Song, which is the Scald's main core feature. She can get everyone uh, rage powers, just like a Barbarian. We talked about her as a Scald. Uh, why don't we talk about what the Scald as a class is? Because that's not your standard fantasy archetype, fantasy character. No. You know, like bard, wizard, all that stuff. So the Scald is a... Well, a lot of people enjoy it as a cheese multi-class to create a Bardbarian. And that's actually what the Scald is as a class in a way that makes sense. And so Scalds are poets or oral storytellers, singers. They could play an instrument still just like a bard. Instead of inspiring competence and courage in their allies, inspire rage. And you make people angry and powerful from it. And what I like it over a barbarian's rage is your allies or those who use it don't get exhausted afterwards. Yes, that is very nice. So you can pop in and out, start your song as you need in a combat. Don't have to worry about fatigue afterwards. Not to mention making everybody angry is very effective in combat. So we kind of talked about what Pelta's class is. What is Pelta's purpose here at Fort Inevitable and the Emerald Spire proper? So Pelta loves her tribe dearly, but the tribe didn't reciprocate in the right way and ejected her after some issues with the uh, leadership. So she's a bit of a wanderer right now, but has found a home in the area around the Emerald Spire at Fort Inevitable, one of the signifiers, a Hell Knight, has taken her in. She uh, is sort of a roommate, staying in his barn or something, I think. To like a page. Yeah. You stay yep. there, he feeds you, you do yeah, Exactly. She hates it. She learned how to write as part of her Scald training, but hates doing it and would much rather be fighting. So she is ready for an adventure as soon as anybody comes uh, bearing it. What do you have planned for Pelta's future? Like, story beats? Well, you don't really have to show the story beats, because those could be fun surprises. I know some of them that are kind of come up later. Right. But, like, as far as class and character development, like, you just scald. As a scald, what I'm looking forward to are the rage powers, especially. So, as she progresses, her uh, raging song will give her and her allies extra powers. One of the most fun as a sort of build note is going to be um, the Greater Beast Totem to give her and all of her allies pounce, which allows you to make a full attack on a charge and is very exciting. I forgot it gives you full attack on a charge. Yeah. 
I might have to rebuild my Scald now, because I went with the Spirit Totem line. Spirit Totem is fun, too, with the healing. The healing and the fact that it gives free slam attack. It was it was a tough choice between those sorts of builds, but I, I like the uh, f- charge and pounce. Will be fun. Yeah, especially with having uh, Cavalier and stuff in the party. Yeah. Who was played by uh, your wife. Yes. Retha is played by my wife, Megan. As far as story beats, uh, should I share her race? I don't think I've mentioned it anywhere. She's human. Yeah. There are hints in the podcast early, and uh, we'll let people sort of figure it out. But most of her sort of story beats are around her parentage and the issues that that can cause. So I think that's about it for story beats. We will absolutely dive into that when we get to those points. We talked a little bit about Pelt. Let's talk about you. The Emerald Spire Super Dungeon is probably one of Paizo's most well-known modules being the longest and actually about the length of five books worth of APs. Uh, The module itself is 160 pages and the average AP is about 60, but it levels you up from one to 13, which is usually where actually I guess, yeah, but where book four usually ends in a module or an AP. So what do you personally know about the Emerald Spire Super Dungeon? I know it's location in Galarian and the River Kingdoms. About the module itself, I know that it was written by some of the uh, premier authors that Paizo works with, including the illustrious Eric Mona, by those chief publisher. Uh, there's actually a chapter written by Jason Bullman, too. Oh, Bullman. All right. Um, I know very little about the module in general, though. Just that it's each uh, floor is distinct from the last... And if you think it's your standard dungeon crawl, you are most definitely wrong. And I personally have gone through and upgraded and increased the difficulty of this module because I found it lacking, especially for a six-person party. We are a bit of power gamers, too. Yeah, everyone who is on this podcast, as far as I'm aware, has great system mastery. And as a result, I had to up the ante and match. For instance, on some floors, I may have increased the quantity or the quality of a monster. Or if there's characters with caster levels, I would also upgrade them. Now, what those characters are, I will not share because I'm coming to surprise. <laughs> so many spoilers. So many spoilers. But one of the big things I want to prevent, and we've all talked about this as a group, is we want to avoid the GM PC arms race. Yeah, there's some silly things you can do with Skulls that I'm... Um not looking into because then i would just do them yeah i i know for a fact that there's going to be some crazy stuff because another member of the podcast is doing a summon build and summons combined with scalds is a bad time for me (laughs) a lot of moving pieces a lot of moving pieces a lot of things getting buffed even before the fact that you know augment summoning and stuff comes into effect right and uh, it's gonna be a fun time I think it's going to be a fun time. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, the parts we've played together have been a great time as well. Yeah, I've been having a good time too. And I think everyone's been having a good time. I think as of where we are right now, which I'm not going to say so people don't know when we're actually recording this, we've gotten a really good sweet spot between lethality and excitement. Certainly have. Resources are spent. Hit points are low. Everything's good. Or not. And there's still half the floor. (laughs) (laughs) So, I don't know if you know this, Scald is actually one of my favorite classes. You were mentioning this as I was trying to decide. I mentioned Scald, and like, you have to play Scald. 
yeah, I was like, you have to do this. This is one of those classes that I never see used because it just, like, is so very rarely useful in a party. You almost always want a bard over it just because the uh, Raging Song can mess with a lot of builds. Yeah, it ruins a lot of casters' times because they can't cast while they're under the Rage. Right. So, like, all those really cool melee casters like War Priests and Magus and stuff or a Battle Oracle or something just lose a lot of their versatility or primary function so when you actually approached me about this concept to me i was like you have to do it this is like the one chance you get to be a scald and i personally love pelta just from what i've seen her do and what you've told me she can do i enjoy scalds quite a bit at my bachelor party we made a party that would was built to benefit from a scald that just everybody had full melee sort of progression that if they couldn't cast spells, that was no problem. They wanted this rage. Nice. That was a fun game. When we get that charge off uh, with Pounce and Cavalier's charge, things are going to go wild. I have actually taken a lot of that. I didn't know about that. I actually need to take that into account for the future levels now. Difficult terrain will shut that down pretty well, so... A little bit of behind the scenes. Every single floor of the Spire has a different condition. Uh, um... Some of them are difficult terrain. Some of them are weird lighting some of them have other rules and i look forward to seeing how everyone's characters really interact with these that'll be a, a fun challenge uh to look forward to uh, i look forward to everyone getting through this dungeon i look forward to the characters that you guys play if you die i as i know a couple of you guys have some really cool backup ideas you've shown me several i think i have eight currently that are in various states of workshopping you you sent me seven or eight of them by now. I like making characters. It's a it's a good time. I feel you on that. That was honestly one of the my favorite parts. Of it. It's like, all right, time to rebuild. Oh, I get to do this. I'm excited for it, and uh, I'm excited to see more of Pelta on the podcast proper in the Dungeon Dive Bar, the Emerald Spire Exploration. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. <laughs>